Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Welcome to 10 of meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana. And today we're going to be in the book of Romans 7. Right? right? Amen. Released from the law. Now, how are we released from the law? We're about to get off into that. But knowing that once you are spiritually led, the natural laws, God supersedes. Not that you don't have to obey natural laws. But there is grace and mercy when you're in Christ, opposed to just being under the law. Right? And we're going to get into that, Romans 7 and 1, and it says, Or do you know, brothers, for I am speaking to those who know the law. He's speaking to the ones who know the law. Everybody who understands the law and how it works. Because if you understand the law and you know the law, you understand that there is no mercy or grace in the law. The law is, it is what it is. Right? Mm -hmm. It says that the law is binding on a person only as long as he lives. You are only bound by the law as long as you are living. It says, well, yeah. When I'm dead, I don't have to obey the law. There's nothing I can do. Right. But see, God's law is everlasting. Your soul still has to obey God. That's right. Right. <laughs> Then he goes into two and he talks about and he gets into this analogy about marriage. And he says, for a, mar a married woman is bound by the law to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law of marriage. Right. You can't be married by yourself. True. <laughs> True. 
right? Right. The marriage is between two people. If you married yourself, then you really need some help. Hmm. Three, it says, accordingly, she will be called an adulteress if she lives with another man while her husband is alive. Right. Because that's what the law states. But if her husband dies, she's free from the law. Right. Because you can't abide by a law that you can't abide by a law that has a couple in mind and there's no couple left. You see? Mm -hmm. So if it's two of you when you come into the law, but one of you is left, you're not bound by the law that you came into together. Right. Right? Okay. And if she marries another man, she is not an adulteress. Because her husband is gone. She has no husband. Likewise, for says, My brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ. So that you may belong to another. To him who has been raised from the dead. In order that we may bear fruit for God. Jesus died on the cross for our sins so we can be connected back to our maker. That's right. Who happens to supersede the law because God is everything. The law can't stump God. That's right. You'll never see in scripture where God say, well, you did something in the law that you tied my hands. Mm -hmm. I can't do nothing. <laughs> you see, you can't tie God's hands. That's right. The world in which we live in is based upon laws of this realm this universe. God lives outside the universe. He resides outside the universe. Which means these laws don't apply to him. Now, if we are connected to God through Christ, then the laws of this land don't apply to us either. Mm-hmm. That's where miracles happen. Because those are things that happen on a daily basis for us that doesn't apply to the law. Right? Okay, for instance, we saw in, when we look in uh, Genesis 1. Mm-hmm. Or it's two. Genesis 2 where God breathes breath, the breath of life into Adam. Right? Right. right. So when he 
before he breathes breath into Adam. It says he made Adam. And then it says he breathed the breath of life into him. Now, before he breathes the breath of life into him, he shaped him into a man, but he couldn't do anything. So, and then once the breath of life is in Adam, it says, and man became a living soul. Right. Which means before the breath of life, there was no life in Adam. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. right. So this is the thing that supersedes the law. Because the law states, if your heart stops beating, you're dead. But God's law from the beginning is that if the breath of life is not in you, you're dead. That's right. Now we know this because people have heart transplants all the time. Right. And they say, well, you can't live without a heart. But to transplant a heart from a heart, from a body to a body, somewhere in there, that heart had to come out. And the new one had to go in. Right. Right? Right. And he still was here. Mm -hmm. So, that clearly is not the reason why you're here. Mm -hmm. You're here because of the breath of life that is in you, that God put in you. Right. Because what we know is that you cannot dwell here on earth without a soul. Right. So the way God made things from the beginning is the true law. But man-made laws, God supersedes every day. Right? God supersedes the law every day that man put together. So again, 4 says, Likewise, my brothers, you also have died to the law through the body of Christ, so that you may belong to another, to him who has been raised from the dead, in order that we may bear fruit for God. Now, our job is to bear fruit for God. There is nowhere in our law that tells us to do that. Right? Mm -hmm. I cannot go to jail or be arrested because I didn't have fruit for God. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. See, God's laws is on a different plateau than man-made laws. Mm -hmm. Right. All of these things are spiritual things. Spiritual law is way different from natural law. And in a lot of times you'll see where spiritual law is the exact opposite of natural law. Mm -hmm. Five says, For while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law were at work in our members 
to bear fruit for death. So while we're living in the flesh, we're bearing fruit for the devil. Wow. And you, you know, you hear a lot of times when people will say, you know, we give the devil too much credit. Sometimes it's just you. I'm going to tell you this right now. There's never a time in your life that is just you. You either are working with the Spirit of God or the devil's spirit. That's it. There's never a time when you are living with neither God's spirit nor the devil's spirit. And you just you. Mm -mm. An empty vessel walking around. Mm -mm. There's never a time when that's happening. Right. We know that because going back to Genesis, before the breath of life was in man, he was just laying there. That's right. Right? That's right. Psalms 24 talks about the king of glory and he says, in those scriptures, he says, who is the king of glory? It says, the Lord of hosts. Mm -hmm. You're the host. And God is over the host, which means that there is not a time when the host has nothing in it. And you live it, walking around. Right. Every decision you make in your life is either good or evil. Right. It's led by God or by demons. That's right. Well, what about the things I don't know? Yeah, it's things that we don't know. They even had sacrifices for sins that they didn't know they did. Because mm -hmm. you either led by good or by bad. You have to know that. There's never a time it's just you. Right. Well, I'm going to do me. Because <laughs> when you're doing you, you're doing the devil. Yeah. Right. Because <laughs> if you're not doing God, that's what you're doing. For while we were living in the flesh, and that's living in the flesh. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. When you forget what God has for you and you're not living for what God has for you, mm -hmm. you're living in the flesh and that's the devil. That's right. A sinful life is going to hell. That is where the devil is. And it tells you, for while we were living in the flesh, our sinful passions, our sinful passions were led by the flesh. Right. Aroused by the law, were at work in our members to bear fruit for death. There is good fruit and there is bad fruit. That's true. A lot of people don't know that. You could be bearing fruit all day and it's just rotten as I don't know what. All right. Six says, but now we are released from the law, 
having died to the to that which held us captive. Who what what held us captive? Our flesh. That's right. Because we let our flesh take over. We stop letting God lead us, and we let our flesh lead us. And our flesh is sinful, and sinful is the devil. That's the breakdown. All sin is going to lead back to the devil. So that we serve in the new way of the spirit, and not in the old way of the written code. And see, here's the thing. When we are living for God, when we're living for God, we're not going to, we're not going to do anything that's going to hinder our walk. We're always going to stay on course with God. That's why the example of Peter walking on water is so important when we see because as long as you keep your eye on Christ, you won't sink. Right. Right. So that we serve in the way of the Spirit. And the Spirit is capitalized, so we know we're talking about the Holy Spirit and not in the old way of the written code. It's not nothing natural. This is a spiritual thing. Seven says, so what then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. We can't blame the law for sin. The law just shows us what sin is. It's up to you to follow it. He says, yet it had not been for the law, I would not have known sin. You wouldn't know what sin is if it wasn't for the law. So we needed the law to tell us this is bad. This is what bad is. This is what God doesn't want you to do. Right? For I would not have known what it is to covet if the law had not said you shall not covet. What's coming? Oh, then the law breaks it down for you. That's what it is. It don't tell you what's going to happen if you do or don't do it. It just tells you what not to do. Right. <laughs> but sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. Mm-hmm. You see that? Mm-hmm. This is the interesting thing about sin being pointed out to you. Once you know that you should not covet, and then you learn what covet it is. For some reason, now your flesh don't want to do nothing but covet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see? We don't know how long. Adam and Eve was in the garden. Right. But soon as the serpent pointed out 
the tree that they should not eat from, that's the only thing that fascinated them then. And they ate from that very tree that they wasn't supposed to. This is how sin seizes the opportunity through a commandment produced in me all kinds of covetedness. Once you learn what it is, you unite, that's all you want to do. It's like your flesh say, oh, I learned a new sin today. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to do it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. It says, for apart from the law, sins lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law. But when the commandment came, sin came alive and I died. Because you didn't know what sin was. But then when you learned what was bad, then sin came into play. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. What we think is living through the sins of the world is really condemning you more and more and more to death. Amen. Because you learn that through scripture, if you follow Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Well, the world tell you, there's a whole bunch of ways to be saved. You ain't got to follow him. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And these things become death to you. Listening to the world. The sinful nature of the world. We seek sinful things all the time. Even on TV. All day. So many things. That the world is showing you over and over and over again. Subliminal messages. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny though that they don't ever subliminally show you God. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Right. They'll subliminally show you everything else though. Mm-hmm. Eleven says, For sin seized an opportunity through the commandment, deceiving deceived me, and through it killed me. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy, and righteous and good. So it's not the law that is sin, it's the sin that is sin. Right. The law points the sin out to you. Right. But it's up to you to follow the sin. The law is holy. It's telling you to stop. That's right. You see a stop sign that says stop. But you just keep going. Run right through it. So in that instance, the, the, the law is holy. And the commandment is holy and righteous and good. But you have no deliverance from it when you mess up. 
Right. You don't know the consequences. You don't know how severe the consequences is of the sin that you committed through the law that told you not to do it. Without repentance and without Christ, you have to deal with that consequence. Right. But when you have Christ, you have grace and you have mercy. And there's a repentance there that supersedes what the law says. That's right. Now see what we get confused about is these are not the laws of the land. These are the laws of sin. You see what I mean? Yes. Sin is what's keeping you from everlasting life. And you stay in that life of sin, you'll never get there. Mm -hmm. That's right. But because you have Christ on your side, mm -hmm. you can supersede sin because Jesus conquered sin. That's right. You getting this? That's right. Sin will throw you into a loophole. Hmm. But without Christ, you won't, you don't have nothing to do but fall in that hole and stay there. That's right. Now with Christ, he'll pull you on the battery there like he did Peter. Thirteen says, "Did did that which is good, then bring death to me? By no means. Right. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that the sin might be shown to me to be sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure." Mm -hmm. Now. It was sin that was produced that has produced that is producing death in me through what is good. Now, sin is produced through what is good. How is that possible? Because the law tells you not to do. But that's what's good. But the sin that you are following is the opposite of what the sign says. So, if if the law tells you not to do something, and sin is telling you to go ahead, you'll be alright. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Now you're following what is bad from something that was trying to be good to you. <laughs> mm -hmm. Don't do it. It says, in order that the sin might be shown to be sin. Because what happens is, once you do the thing that you don't want to do, that the law tells you not to do, your sin is amplified. It really shows as a sin. Because what happens is, and how does it amplify? Through consequence. Mm -hmm. Say, and he brought up this uh, 
earlier. You mess around on your wife mm -hmm. or your husband. Okay. That's a sin. Mm -hmm. The law tells you not to do that. God's law tells you in the Ten Commandments not to be adulterous. Right. But you do it. Now, that's the sin. Now, the amplification of the sin is the consequences that follow that. What's going to happen when you get caught? Divorce might happen. A lot of arguing back and forth. Right. It's an amplified sin. Mm -hmm. More people get involved. Now it's going to court. Now are your stuff getting this your half and this my half? See how this, this, from this one sin, mm -hmm. it gets so amplified. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why it tells you it, it might become sinful beyond measure. It gets out of your hands after a while. Mm -hmm. I've known people that end up getting getting um, divorced and didn't want to get divorced but it got so bad and they got their lawyers involved that it's just out of their hands now they can't even do nothing about it the one sin that was caused that they could have squashed together got so bad that it's out of their hands and they can't even do nothing about it anymore You know? Mm -hmm. Become sinful beyond measure. 14 says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. We come in already you're behind the eight ball with sin, yeah. with a sinful nature. That's right. People are like, babies don't sin. No, he came in with a sinful nature. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> with not only the possibility of his going to sin, mm. but it comes in with a sinful nature, which means eventually he's going to sin. She's going to sin. For I do not understand my own actions. You ever did something you ain't understand why you did it? Mm -hmm. I don't know why I did that. Right. I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> but I did it anyway. <laughs> did it anyway. Sinful nature. Mm -hmm. When you already knew mm -hmm. the consequences that would follow that. Right. Right. True. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I ain't going to drink. I ain't going to drink. I ain't going to smoke. I ain't going to smoke. Next thing you know, you're right there doing it. Drinking and smoking. Then later on, man, I didn't want to do that. I hate I did that. Yeah. He goes on to explain when you do those things in 16. Now, if I do what I do not want mm -hmm. I agree with the law mm -hmm. that is good because you don't want to do it you know it's wrong mm -hmm. but he says you know and I agree with the law I'm with the law on that I don't want to do that right law say don't do it you say okay I agree with that I don't want to do it 
but you do it anyway. 17 says, so now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. Because if you end up doing something that you know you didn't want to do, it's the sin that is in you that you're born with that makes you do it. Mm -hmm. This is Paul breaking down how, how sin, how you can figure out where the problem is in your life. <laughs> it's this sinful nature. It's this thing that I got in me. He pinpointed it. I didn't want to do this, but I did it anyway. So I agreed with the law at first, but I went on and did it. So what made me do something that I didn't want to do? It's the sin that you're born with. That sinful nature that he found within himself. Now it's up to us once we find that sinful nature about ourselves, what are we going to do with it? Right. So now it is no longer I who did it. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, if I didn't do it, who did it? It's the sinful nature in me, but sin that dwells within me. For I now, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. Because mm -hmm. now when I come to the conclusion of if I got sin in there, and that's what's always making me do all of these crazy things, then there's nothing good about the flesh. Right. Paul diagnosed sickness within himself and figured out that the sickness and the disease that he had in him was sin. You see that? Right. I found out within myself that sin was my disease. Sin was my sickness. And Jesus Christ is my antidote. It's my cure. That's right. For I have the desire to do what is right. I want to do what's right. I know what I'm supposed to do. But not the ability to carry it out. Because the flesh is weak. Oh, yeah. You know what you're not supposed to do, but you do it anyway because the flesh is weak. Oh, yeah. Now think about Paul breaking this down. Think about when he first realized this was the issue. Now you find out that you wrapped around some flesh that you cannot do anything about. <laughs> you can't take sin off of you. It's there. You just have to deal with this thing that you don't want here. Right. But there is a time when we won't have to deal with this flesh at all. That's right. When the flesh won't be fighting our desire to not do. Right? 
For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. 19 says, For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. See how he said good and evil? That's all it is. It's just good and evil. There's nothing in between that. That's right. There's no empty vessel. There is no, it's not the devil. It's just you. It's evil and it's good. That's it. And evil is always going to lead to the devil. That's right. Because we, we can say all day long that we don't, we give the devil too much credit. But this, he's the prince of this earth. So everything evil is his. Yeah. You see? Mm -hmm. We have to count everything that we do that is evil to him. That's right. Evil's here because of him. That's right. Sin is here because of him. That's right. There is nowhere where I says sin goes into the lake of fire. Mm. Remember how everything went into the lake of fire? That's right. Death and Hades and mm. devil, all of these things went into the lake of fire, all this bad stuff. Right. Sin was not one of them. Because sin is a part of Satan. <laughs> when, when he went, it went. Sin was not an anomaly that was all by itself. They got thrown into the lake of fire and we say, ah, there it is. That's the thing that's been causing all the problems. Right. You see what I mean? That's right. It festered. In Satan. It's a part of who he is. Now, if in 20... Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. And this is what, he, what we know about sin. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. So, he, he realizes this. When I want to do the right thing, I know that evil is really going to really push me to not do it. Right? Our desire to do good is making sin amplify just as much or even more. More so. Mm -hmm. And we fall prey to it. He said evil lies close at hand. Right along with you. With your desire to do right. Mm -hmm. 22 says. For I delight in the law of God. In my inner being. 
But I see in my members another law, waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Mm -hmm. So my mind and my heart is in the right place. But for some reason, my hands and my feet <laughs> make me go somewhere else that I ain't got no business. It's yeah. making me do something else that I don't want to do. You ever see somebody doing wrong and they're crying because they really don't want to do it and they're doing it anyway? Yeah. You see what I mean? Because yeah. your heart is in the right place. It's just your feet and your hands is not. Right. Your members. Mm -hmm. You got more parts against you than for you. <laughs> so what do we do in that case? Mm-hmm. 24 says, Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Right? What do we do when we got a body that's fighting against what we want to do spiritually? Mm -hmm. Our inner is holy, but our flesh is sinful and weak. It want to do all this bad stuff. So what do we do? And then so it says in 25, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind. But with my flesh I serve the law of sin. Now, because of that, God will help your mind and your heart and your soul supersedes your flesh. Right. right? Right. And we can't forget in 25 where it says, Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Because Jesus conquered death, we have to go through Christ. God is there to help us as long as we go through Christ with Him. So then, I myself serve the law of God with my mind and with my heart and with my soul. I'm serving God, but at the same time, my flesh is still serving the law of sin. But because I'm with God and because I'm under Jesus Christ, He helps me supersede my sinful flesh. This is why we cannot walk this walk without Christ. We have to have Christ in our corner. You see? This is why you cannot you cannot do this life mm -hmm. without the Lord. Right. You have to make God and you have to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Help save your soul mm -hmm. because your body is already condemned. Your flesh is already condemned. But your soul can be saved. Right. When your flesh is long gone, your soul can still live on in Christ Jesus. 
Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you. Thank you. We thank you for these scriptures today. And we thank you for understanding the difference between the law of sin and the laws of God. Mm -hmm. Knowing that our spiritual self can always supersede our natural flesh. And Father, we just thank you for giving us your son who died on the cross for our sins and now we have a chance at everlasting life. Yeah. And now we have grace and mercy. Yeah. We thank you. We praise your name. In the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ, we pray and say, Amen. amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.